Cause every night in the club DJ turn my song on Yeah, it's the shit right here We gon' tear this motherfucking club What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Powerhouse. My name is Eric Garcia, and you're watching the Powerhouse Podcast. Today, I'm actually doing a little bit of a different type of video, same podcast style, but it's it's a it's a little Zoom call. You know, we're we're expanding our reach, and uh, you know, I'm I'm more than happy and, and blessed to be working with someone who I actually came across on TikTok recently, and um, you know, Division One student athlete Alex Sterenberg. So it's a pleasure to have you out here, bro. Uh, Division One student athlete at the university or St. Louis University, Missouri. St. Louis University. Yep. All right, man. Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. How you doing? Yeah. First of all, I want to thank you so much for uh, having me on, man. This is my first podcast, so you know it's an honor. It's going to be a memorable one. Uh, I'm doing good, man. I'm uh, in St. Louis right now. We're we're having uh, spring training, so it's been good. We've been working, working on school, working on creating content you know working on the field as well so everything's good that's dope yeah bro you uh you're uh you're a couple you got a, you're a little triple threat out here you know student you're an athlete you're you know you're a creator as well i, I can yeah. respect that i appreciate so. it man yeah i'm just trying to kind of rack them up you know rack up the uh different endeavors i go into that's my goal so yeah, before before we get into like St. Louis, because I know we got we got a lot to talk about uh, in terms of soccer, and I definitely want to get there. But I just want to backtrack a little bit about um, you. You told me you grew grew up in Boston, right? How, how was uh, growing up in Boston and playing soccer for, for my yeah. guys on the on the East Coast? Yeah, yeah, I'm from Boston. Uh, I love it, man. That's that city is home to me, you know. And uh, it, it's been great. I I love the sense of uh, community Boston has. Everyone takes such pride in the city, you know. Um, that's where my family immigrated to originally my entire family's from Ukraine. Um, so I'm the first, first generation American. Um, but yeah, born and raised in Boston. I love it. I take a lot of pride in it and it's been good. I, uh, I grew up playing, I grew up playing through different clubs in the area. And then when I, uh, when I turned 14 years, years old, I transitioned to the new England revolution, the MLS club club we have in Massachusetts. So uh, that transition was great. And throughout my entire youth career, I was with them until heading off to college. But yeah, it's a great setup over there. There's a there's a ton of talented soccer players. There's a ton of clubs that care about the kids. So it's good. That's dope, bro. Yeah, I, I like how you mentioned about uh, about like how Boston has a sense of community. You know, I think that's really important for for different like cities, you know, when when you're a young guy, you know, trying to see what you want to do in this world and you have a community that's going to help you get through that. I think that's really cool. How did um, how did New England Revolution come about? Was that like a tryout? Did they pick you up? Did they scout? you? Yeah. Yeah. So they do a good job of scouting the talented kids in the area. They're they're really all over the New England area. We had kids driving two, three hours from to practice from New York and Connecticut. So um they they do an excellent job of that they also hold um what they call rds sessions so revolution development sessions and uh that's originally how they saw me i went to one of those uh and it was a session they had like on tuesday thursday nights where they bring in a bunch of kids and just have have them play so they initially discovered me there um there was one year they brought me in to train with the team I, i believe it was the u14s year and that year i actually didn't end up making it so I uh, transitioned. I went to a, the other local club we have, which is called FC Bolts, and I played there for a year. And you know, 
at that time, I didn't really, uh, it was hard not to make the revs team because actually the other t- kids on my club team who I was playing with, they made the team that year. So it was hard to see them make it and mine not. But uh, I still went to the other club. I played there for a year. I did everything I could to progress as I could, as much as I could as a player. And, you know, when we played revs, I played well. Um, they continued to watch me. And then the following year, tryouts came around again. And I, uh, I did what I had to and ended up making the team. So kind of got into the system that way. That's dope. Yeah. So so that was um, that was like, I want to say like six, seven years ago, maybe you're 23 yeah. now, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm 22. I'm about to be 23. But uh, yeah, that was actually maybe more. That was a uh, that was a while ago. That was before high my the year I was going into high school. Oh, OK, OK. So, yeah, because I know right now, like everything is kind of changing in terms of U.S. soccer with MLS next and, and all these kind of academies kind of going into that way. Um, I don't know, like what your experience was. I mean, I guess you kind of did just explain about like how, how it kind of worked, like with the RDS sessions and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But uh what kind of advice, I guess, would you give to kids, I guess, now that maybe they have a little bit more opportunity or maybe it's a little bit different in, in this new day and age with soccer and stuff like that? Because I know Absolutely. you said you didn't really make yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think um, year by year, what we've seen is more and more opportunities come. You know, the development here in the U.S. is growing year by year. They're putting much more attention, much more money into it. So what I would say to a kid that age is really take any opportunity you can, you know, go out there to those sessions, put yourself out in front of those coaches, you know, make as many connections as you can. And at that age, what's most important, I don't think even, you know, there's so many years where you have opportunities. I think the most important thing at that age is to develop as much as you can. I remember um, working so much, you know, this uh, working on days where we didn't have practice. You know, I remember when I was in elementary school, me and my dad going before even like third grade, going to my school before school started at like 630 in the morning and getting a session in before I went to school. So, yeah, I think at that age, developing as much as you can, working as hard as you can to become the best player you can be developing in areas like technical, you know, working with the ball as much as you can. At that age, I don't think physical is as important because that comes as you grow. But what really matters is the technical development with the ball and your feet skills and things like that. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's actually really good advice. I think a lot of players like they're thinking about, you know, like, let me be as fit as possible, as strong as possible and all these things. Like, obviously, those are important. But when you're really young, that's when you want to get those fundamentals down. Um, you, you mentioned that you, you would train with your dad at 6 a.m. Can you maybe like give a little bit more background or a little more detail, maybe a story that comes up that, that sticks out to you? Because, I mean, my, my viewers know I grew up without a dad and, and it was crazy because I just had to do this stuff on my own or I just like I wouldn't do it. But, you know, I have a lot of friends that, that grew up with their, their dads training them. Can, can you give me give, give a little bit of insight on that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's funny, this dream of becoming a professional player and where I am today um, in terms of soccer is a dream me and my dad have shared since, since I can remember. Um, He's always been the one to say to me that, you know, he's here to push me, but he's never going to force me to do anything. It always had to come from me. Um, But I have countless, countless memories of working on days when no one else was working. Uh, He used to bring me to play in Boston. There's a big soccer community. So he, of course, used to be a player. He played in Ukraine. He played for the Ukrainian under 20 national team as well. Um, So, you know, he used to bring me when I was like 13 years old to play with uh, the over 40 guys and things like that. I remember those days. So it was such a good experience. But 
yeah, he actually owned a sports gym too. So I was lucky enough to have a place where I could always go and have a small turf pitch where I could train at. Um, and I just remember every, every single day being there, either being there, or being on another field, he would, uh, we would work as much as like, as we could. And it's because he told me that that's, that was the only way that was the only way I had to, had to work on days where other kids weren't, I had to work extra than other kids were. And so, um, one specific example, I remember I actually posted this on my TikTok is, um, one of my biggest attributes as a player now is I can hit a long ball on the dot to anyone across the field. And that all comes from my dad after every session, making me stay and hit 50 on 50 balls on the right, 50 balls on the left foot. So, you know, that stuff I, back then I was like, you know, I remember being so frustrated, dad, why are you making me do this? But now that I can do it on command, I see, see why he was thinking to do that. Damn. Yeah. That's, that's a great story, bro. Uh, they both feet. That's, that's tough. Yeah. I don't know why. That's, that's just, that's tough for, for not even like a, for a division one player, just any player in general. That that's tough. Yeah. That's actually um, the other thing I want to say um, to kids that age, any, any drill. This is the one thing I say to kids all the time. Cause I coach when I'm back home from the summer, any drill we do, it's on both feet it has to be on both feet. We don't work just one foot, you know, work both feet because yeah. at, at the highest level, you have to be able to play with both feet. That's that's so true. I know I know players like right now that that don't even like that are my age that that will refuse to use their weak <laughs> foot. It's like, come on, man. That's that's one thing I definitely can't relate with you is, is I'll, I'll definitely stay and do my left foot because I, I just I need it. I, you know, yeah, that's just what it is. Absolutely. So so man, transitioning from uh from New England Revolution and then going to college, um, you know, I was doing a little bit of research on your background and I saw you actually didn't go to St. Louis. You went to Michigan State. Yes. Can you tell me a little bit about how, how that came about? And then, um, you know, what was that? like? Yes. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I think just as usual, high school process, you know, junior year comes around. And as a player, you start to look into different schools. You start to talk to different schools. And luckily, you know, we had those showcases in whatever states they were uh, that the club teams would go to for a weekend. Um and one of my friend, one of my teammates had already committed to Michigan State. He was a quality player. So we were at a showcase one weekend during the USDA season and Michigan State coaches were there watching him. And it happened to be one of the games where I, I had a great game. I think I got an assist or, or a goal that game and the coaches were there watching. So that's really how Michigan State came about. They saw me that game and they ended up reaching out and the reason I ended up choosing, you know, was because there was a mutual connection there. Um, I always wanted to go to a big school. I wanted to go to a big school and a big sports school that really valued athletes and also a school that would give me the platform to, you know, play at the next level one day. And so thinking about the fact that my Revs teammate, who I knew very well, who I grew up playing with, was going there um, and the school kind of checked off every box. It, it was I was sold. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know the, the recruiting process is a little tough for, for some of the, at least out here in California, it's a, it's a little different. I'm not saying, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it's different, but it's like, I don't hear a lot of players that are actually getting like coaches reaching out to mm -hmm. them, which is, is, is very different. But I mean, going to a big school like that uh, and a big sports school like that, what specifically like did you, um, I guess, did you enjoy about that experience? Cause I know like you ended up, kind of leaving but what were the, some of the highlights of that yeah yeah the uh the biggest thing that I can say about Michigan State is the reason I loved it so much is it had that sense of community just like I grew up with in Boston that's what I loved most um you know they 
people in Michigan take so, so much pride in their schools and you're either on one side or the other, you're either in Michigan State or the blue and yellow, the University of Michigan. Um, so that's something that I was able to tell from the start that Michigan State had from my visit there. I remember going on my visit and, you know, there's a, there happened to be a football game that weekend and just seeing the whole entire school closed down, but everyone in the streets, you know, tailgating, enjoying time with each other. It's just, uh, I, I was sold on this is where I want to be because, you know, I, that was for football, but the same goes for basketball. The same goes for soccer, for field hockey, for hockey, for every sport that Michigan State has, they have a group of people um, who are connected through it and they take so much pride in it. So that's really what I enjoyed about it. For sure. Yeah, I want to I want to touch more back on on Michigan State in a sec, but I just want to kind of backtrack. What uh, what did it feel like when you just finally signed that like that like letter of a commitment? Yeah, is that what it's called? National. Yeah, national. Intent? Yeah, exactly. That's it. Um, Man, I remember I remember signing. I was sitting in my high school principal's office because they had the athlete signing day. And uh, when I signed that there with my mom and my sister, it was it was a dream come true, honestly, because I for a while, you know, I was never actually a, a top recruit in high school. I was never, you know, a standout guy or anything like that. I had to work my way to getting recruited. Um, and so I didn't uh, at that age, you know, I still was naive to what I was signing up for. I still didn't know what lied ahead, but I knew that. I have the opportunity to do something big and that's what I felt most pride in. You know, I put a lot of hours of work, like, like we talked about before. And, you know, I knew I was going to a big time school that I could have a chance to play at. Dude, that's, that's crazy. I mean, first of all, I just want to say like, that's a big stepping stone just for a player. Cause I know like the percentage, I think it's like, like about, was it less than 1%? Yeah. I think it's of, around uh, there. High school players that go to college. Yeah. So I mean, that's a that's a that's a massive stepping stone right there, because I know like, like you were saying, like the, all that work you put in and then, you know, just to finally pay off, you know, just to get another shot to, to play at a higher level, which is, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was a, a big weight off your shoulders. Um, and, and I definitely want to talk about that, especially now, especially, you know, spring season going into the fall you know, off of just off of what you guys just, you know, just had in, in St. Louis. But before I get to that, I just want to ask what was the academics life or like social life in, in Michigan state? Cause I know some of my, some of my guys on, uh, on the powerhouse team, you know, they're, they're a little, they're a little younger. And so they're a little naive to the fact that it's a big commitment to be playing a sport and being a full-time student, you know, it's, it's, it's like a, a full-time job at, at that point. So what can you tell, like, or can you maybe speak on what that experience was like at, at Michigan state? So yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it certainly takes adjusting to um, you're, you're completely right where it is. It's a full-time job playing division one soccer is a full-time job. Um, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, you're away for days on end, you're training, you're doing rehab, you're doing extra work. Um, and at the same time, you have to, you have to do well in your classes to still be able to play. So um, it was a lot of trial and error. You know, there were the, I remember the first few weeks of school where I, I was taking my first college classes and I was really intimidated because, you know, they are, you know, they're, they're highly demanding academically. Um, so it's, it was a lot of trial and error, you know, getting used to, but I would say once you get accustomed to it, you get in the swing of things and it's like college in general, you know, when you're in a new environment, you know, everything you're kind of thrown in there, everything seems like a shock at first, but eventually you kind of sink your feet in and things start to become normal. You know, there's so many people that can help you at universities like that. There's academic advisors, there's classmates, even your coaches. So, 
you know, there's, you learn from upperclassmen, you learn from the people around you how to balance and how to get everything done and make sure you're on top of it. So it's, it's definitely tough. It takes adjusting to, but it seems like most people end up, you know, settling and getting used to it. Yeah, I, I could definitely tell that that trial and error and getting used to your environment is something that isn't easy. And I, you know, I tell my to my uh, subscribers a lot, like you got to basically get used to that, get used to being out of your comfort zone and get into that new environment. Because like you said, you know, before you know it, you'll sink your feet in and and reaching out to other people. Like, I really like how you said that, because that's if for those of you guys watching. And this is like something that I can re really resonate with is I don't like asking for help for some reason. It's just. I'm more of on that mentality, like, yeah, I'll just do it myself, you know, but at, at that point, you know, it's, it's, you're hurting yourself more than you're helping yourself because reaching out to other people and asking for help is, you know, if you're coming from a genuine perspective and a genuine place, then like, they're obviously going to be more than happy to help you out, whether it's for soccer, whether it's for school, whether it's just social life or, or any of those aspects of life, you know, um, that's, that's really important. And I'm glad you really brought that up. That's a, that's a great point. 100%. So, I, and and to, add, on. to add on to that, actually, I think it's like a, it's a balance, you know, you gotta, there's a balance of wanting to do something yourself because that shows the motivation you have, the determination you have as an individual, but also, you know, knowing that there's still so much to learn and you can learn from the people around you. So exactly what you said. Yeah. Hey, that's on the nose right there. What, um, so then moving on to, uh, I guess going from Michigan State, you know, a big school like that, and then going to St. Louis down in Missouri. What what was that experience like? You know, kind of can you maybe give the give the fans or the audience a little perspective on maybe why you would have wanted to change your scenery? Was it change of scenery for soccer, better opportunity? Absolutely, yeah. So I think it was a bunch of things. You know, it was obviously there was a bunch of uh, variables that went into it. Um, at Michigan State, uh, you know, we had a lot of success. My freshman year, we went to lead eight. The, my sophomore year went to the final four in Santa Barbara right next to you so it's it was a crazy experience in my junior year I was able to be a player a leader on the team who played every minute of every game so looking back as a senior at Michigan State you know I really was able to kind of get the full college experience as a as a player there um, we had so much success and I, I got a full well round it felt in a way like I accomplished exactly what I wanted to accomplish while I was there um you know, in football, I think, as you see in the professional game as well, at a certain time, it, it, players need a change. Players want a new challenge. Players want to be in a new environment and kind of see what else there is out there. So I got to the point where I felt I was in that position. You know, um, Michigan State got to a point where for me where I think it did as much as it, as it had to for me as, as it needed to for me. I grew so much as a, as a person, as a player. I learned so much and I got to the point where I was able to graduate with a degree from Michigan State, which was also my goal. I was able to develop as a player, as a person, and I wanted to, you know, be at a school that was able to contend for a national championship. Um, so that's really what led me to make the decision that I, that I wanted to leave. And it was a tough one. You know, I remember sitting on it for weeks on end and eventually having to come down and make a decision. So with everything that happened with COVID that happened and, and all these other things I was thinking about, I just, I put my head down and I made the decision. And sometimes I've learned in life that you, you have to make the decision rather than, you know, just, you could, you could be thinking about two options for years, but you have to make a decision. So that's what I did. Definitely. Yeah. You gotta, you know, when life gives you a choice, you, you just got to put your head down and, and go one direction, you know, whether it's the, 
you know, I've heard, I've heard it many times where it's like, I've, I've made many right turns and many left turns. And it just, you know, it just ha- happened to be where I made a right turn when I was supposed to make a left turn. And then sometimes, you know, it's for the better. Exactly. So like, I, I'm glad that I'm glad that that's something that we can basically re- uh, relate to each other on is, is, you know, just taking that risk at the end of the day, you know, you're risking and betting on yourself that, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to, I'm going to send it. You know, that's just how it goes, yeah. Right? Yeah. That was the biggest thing. I just, uh, it, at that time it felt like such a risk and so much unknown I think and that's natural um and it was scary I'm not gonna lie it was scary and there were nights where I was scared I was questioning myself but um it worked out as we as as we saw so I'm glad I did yeah that's that's crazy bro no I didn't know I didn't know you actually graduated that's that's really cool what what uh did you graduate with uh, yeah so uh, I graduated with a, a, a marketing and public relations degree uh, kind of the area, you know, what we do with the content creation and stuff and marking ourselves as individuals, marking our personal brands. So that's definitely something I've known I wanted to get into for a while. And that's why I chose those majors. I also minored in Russian um, so I could learn how to read and write because I grew up in a Russian speaking household my entire life. So I understand Russian. I speak Russian, but uh, I was never able to learn how to read and write. So that's why I minored. I was able to do that while I was at school, too. Damn, that's that's sick, bro. That's a that's a man of many, many talents right there. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. Um, quick question before we we start heading a little forward, I just want to like go on a quick tangent. How how has your degree helped you, or maybe how has it not helped you? Because I know for me at least, like, I'm I'm the second year, third year in school right now, and I'm, I'm getting ready to transfer to a to a four year university, and I just. I went to I went to a four year for for a year. I went to Sac State and then I came back home and I went to my my local JC junior college. And then, you know, I'm about to transfer again. And it's just like it's back and forth. You know, do I want to do this? Do I not? Do I maybe want to take the risk of, you know, just not going to school and pursuing a podcast full time and, and building this business up myself? You know, can you give me maybe give me a little bit of insight on, on how that's helped you? Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's such a such an in- interesting question, especially in the world we live in today. Um, one thing I can say for certain is I've learned more as a person, individual from experience more than I ever did in the classroom. So, you know, there's certain, there's certain professions, you know, if you want to be a doctor, if you want to be a lawyer, where, you know, you have to go and get the formal education, you have to get to the, the degree that gives you the qualifications to enter those fields. But, you know, for people who already have a passion, you know, that doesn't kind of require those things, people who, you know, see themselves in fields other than the standard uh, professions that we have here in this country, you know, there, there certainly is questions to be asked, because I, as a person have learned so much more from experience, I, uh, I always joke around with my with my friends saying this, uh, throughout my college career, I learned more outside of the classroom than I did just by, you know, from the experiences I went through the journeys I've been on and things like that. So, yeah. That's that's a great answer. No, that's that's actually really insightful. And, and I'm definitely going to uh, definitely pay attention to that because that's uh, something that's been, you know, revolving around my life, um, you know, but I want to get back to what was revolving around your life. And you were talking about experiences. What has the experience been like, you know, going to St. Louis? You guys just came off of two chips right there. Yeah. So can you maybe talk a little bit about a little season recap, maybe how, how it started or, or what was that first kind of training like? And then moving forward to, you know, a uh, 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 conference title and a conference tournament title championship yeah yeah absolutely um just like what like it was when I went to Michigan State you know I it's kind of crazy how I felt those same feelings of uh of nervousness you know going to a new environment um meeting new people for the first time being in a new city for the first time so it was a mix of all those things you know I came here 
Um, and it was a quick transfer because usually uh, players who transfer, they transferred uh, before the spring starts, you know, so they get accustomed to the team. They get a spring semester with the team. But I wasn't in that scenario. I transferred over the summer. So I joined them in August before the season. Um, so it was great. You know, uh, the, 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 my favorite part about this, this team, this university is how amazing the people are, how genuine the people are. And I think um, that's certainly why I fit so well. I was able to, you know, kind of relate to so many people here, become friends with them so quick. I remember saying when I first met my teammates that it felt like I had already known them for years. So that was one of the best parts about it. Um, the other thing was that, you know, I hadn't been on a new team for four years, for almost five years. So, uh, so that was also a new experience, aspect of the experience, you know, being a part of a new team, a new playing style, you know, a new coach, you know, learning the different, um, the needs, the styles and, and things to fit in. So there was a bunch, there was the, there was definitely an adjustment period where, you know, I had to get accustomed to the life here. I get to get accustomed to the way uh, the coach wanted the sessions to be our practice sessions, our playing style to be the intensity that we have here in our training um, and off the field, you know, the, the truly buy into the culture. Um, culture is one of the biggest things our coach talks about here. Uh, it's actually the, what he believes and what I fully uh, believe is what separates us here from any other school in the country, our culture, you know, our belief in, in what we do and the way we do things. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, was a, it was a nervous transition, but it, it smoothened out very quickly. Much, uh, and I used the experience of being a freshman going to Michigan State. As, as much as I say I was nervous, I used my experience to really help me in this situation. That's that's crazy, bro. That's that's dope. I, I like how you almost had that like veteran experience, but now it's like, okay, shit, this is a new environment. This is something that's very, very new. How can I make the most of exactly. it? Exactly. And I really like how how you mentioned the culture aspect of that because I think that's a really big important idea that that always is is valued amongst any team, you know, whether it's a basketball team like the Chicago Bulls, you know, legendary dynasty culture is one of the most important things just in sports, you know. Um, can you maybe speak a little bit more about like the culture behind uh, St. Louis, because I know like you guys must have had one hell of a culture to, you know, go undefeated throughout the season. Yeah. Not only that, but just winning like two chips right there and then also making it to the to the quarterfinals to, of, uh, of the College Cup. You know, can you tell me, I guess, a little bit about what the culture was like behind the scenes, you know, in the locker room? Yeah, stuff like that? yeah. I, uh, I think it's built on a number of things. You know, it's built on trust. Number one, we have trust between our coaches the coach player relationship that we have here is one I've never seen in college soccer before We're we're good friends with our coaches, you know, off the field, we go out for lunch with our coaches for coffee. Um, and that translates on the field where we know if a coach is getting on us, it's because he wants the best for us. You know, he believes in us. That brings me to the other thing. It's belief. You know, we all have belief into what we're doing. We all have belief into what we can achieve and we all have belief into each other. Um, you should hear our practice sessions, you know, we get on each other, but it's all positive. It's all about positivity. You know, our coach has, has no room for negativity here. Um, and it all, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's what he mentions is the player driven culture. Um, you know, we all want this for each other. We all want this for the school, for ourselves. So it's, it's really great in that sense too. And, um, it's, it's all based around positivity, which I love, which translates into life as well. You know, seeing, seeing life for the opportunity we have seeing life in a positive manner that's that's i think that's a great message like just positivity in general because i think if if you as a as a team can you know go, going back to the community you know 
have that community, that brotherhood, that culture of, you know, like, let's, let's put each other, you know, not down, let's bring each other up. Let's do that. And, and I think that's, that's a great message. I think all around, you know, because it's not only about being a part of a team, you know, like obviously us, we're, we're soccer players, so we, we can relate to that, but you know, just, you know, in your family, you know, whether it's, it's, you know, I have to leave my family, help them out, do the things like, you know, take out the trash or the dishes or whatever, because mom's busy, mom's working and all these things. It's just like all that positive energy, it's got to go somewhere. And if you can influence other people around you, I think that's a, that's a beautiful message. Absolutely. So I really like yeah. how that how that translates absolutely it's all based on selflessness um here it's it's what we can do for others you know sacrificing our own individual desires for what we can bring and have a positive impact on to others and to the program which is which is why it drives us on a daily basis that's that's amazing i, I love that what uh what has the experience been with your coach kevin kalish now um you know compared to maybe your other coaches you know is he that something that's like very, very different. Is he doing something that's very different? Because obviously what he's doing is it's doing something right. Yeah. You know, he's winning chips out here with y'all. So yeah. uh, can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's completely different from any other coach I've experienced. This is, um, you know, I can already say I've learned more from this coaching staff than I have in my entire career. Um, like I mentioned before, we're good friends with him. You know, I know that our coach is willing to vouch for me and help me succeed in all areas of life um and vice versa you know we um that's that's something that we had to build you know trust is what we have to build and that comes from from experience but you know he's someone that cares he's someone that genuinely cares and wants the best for us which is i think what as much as you can ask from for a coach um so yeah absolutely it's been it's been great so far we're, we're good friends and i see this relationship lasting outside of school as well that's when i graduate that's that's sick, bro. Yeah, that's that's very hard to come by, you know, coach and, and and players that can relate like that that closely and have that type of relationship. But I think that if you are able to do that, that's you know exponential on and off the field, like like you said. So, exactly. Uh, exactly. Great point right there. So can you maybe give the give the audience and the viewers a little bit of background on how how that season, how that you know undefeated season went? Because that's when I read that I was like, holy shit! Like I did not even know about that, and then I you know, looked up the YouTube videos and I was like, oh, you guys got a team. You guys got a team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. What a season that was. Um, you know, we were the first, first uh, slew team in 50 years to have an undefeated season. So we took great pride in that. Um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, we knew we had a special team and joining this team, I, I learned quickly that this team has had the pieces for many years now and was just waiting for the opportunity to break through and kind of win, you know, have something to show for it. So this year, you know, we had a talented team. We had, we had a bit of everything. We had talent, we had experience, you know, we had depth. So there was a bunch of pieces that went into it. Um, it was up and down ride as, as much as the results, you know, didn't look consistent, you know, all, you know, it was, it took experience. There were games where we tied where we should have won and we learned from those. Um, but there was one thing for sure that no, no team was going to outwork us. You know, that's, that's what our team is built on. And I think that's what drives us all season. We were the hardest working players on the field in every single game. Um, and in college soccer, sometimes, you know, that's, that's what win games. So yeah, we had an undefeated regular season. We had some tough games. I mean, we are, our, our season opener was against Louisville, which is a, always a talented team. So we won in overtime and, 
once you start to see we've had once you start to see these like results add up you know where you're winning and the ball's falling your way you kind of know that things are lining up for the season um so it carried us throughout the whole season we kept getting results you know we kept grinding out games and tournament came to, uh, tournament time came around a 10 tournament um and we had a strong push you know we uh we wanted penalties i think the second round against fordham uh went our way and then yeah, we played. We played in the final, and it was it was magical, man. We uh we were able to win and and lift that trophy in the A10 tournament final. It was it was great. That's that's a hell of a story, man. Like first team in 15 years. That's uh that's something to be proud of for yeah. sure. That's that's dope. in 50 years. 50 um, years. It's been so long. Oh, 50. 50. Oh shit! I didn't even. Yeah. <laughs> that's even more impressive. Yeah. That's even that much more impressive. So you, you talked about like I, I like how you especially you um. You, you stated how that your your team is not going to get outworked by any team. And that's, again, going back to the culture and stuff like that. But, um, you know, when, when you have one cohesive unit, you know, when all of you guys are on the same page, it's a different it's a different vibe. You know, like you guys know where you're going. You know, you know, you're I say this, um, you know, I've said this in other podcasts, like it's like you're going to war with your brothers, you know, like, you know, you guys are you guys are focused on the same objective and, and you're going to do what you got to do to get there. Except let's bring it back down to, I guess, the more individual level. What have you um, learned, I guess, kind of being a part of a team and being, you know, one piece to a team? Because at the end of the day, it is a team sport. You know, you can only do so much yourself. And if all your brothers aren't on the same page, you know, it's, you know, it is what it is. So what, I guess, what have you done in this last, uh, maybe like nine months or this last season to get yourself ready? And then obviously, you know, going into next season and what you've got going on with that, like, maybe what does your schedule look like now? How, how is, you know, how's a D1 athlete making sure they're prepared for, for a grueling season coming up? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, like we talked about before, even in the off season, it's a, it's a full-time job. Um, you know, I wake up every morning. The first thing I think about is what I have to do to, you know, make sure I'm prepared and make sure I'm, I'm developing. I have this mindset that I've developed where every day I, I look to get that 1% better, no matter what it is, you know, even if it's an off day, I need to do something, you know, just so I know in, inside that I've gotten better today. Um, day in the life right now, we're in spring training. So we, uh, we get up around 7am We're we're in for lift by 7.50. Um, I usually have a bite to eat cup of coffee before I lift. We go in for our lift, which is tough. You know, we, we push it in the gym. We, we get stronger, um, finish up lift, uh, come out of lifts right out to the field. We go, go change in the locker room right out to the field for, for a session and sessions are tough too. You know, they push us and spring is kind of the time where they push us hard, you know? So this is where they develop us individually. And as a team where we set the core for the following year. So get through the session then it's a, uh, you know, quick bite to eat off for classes, uh, come back after classes. And something I, I want to mention is I watch any soccer game that's on um, every single day. So if there's a game on, I'm watching it. So luckily my class schedule is scheduled around the time here where I come back from class, I watch the game, eat lunch and stuff. And then, you know, I, uh, I try to get a session in at night too, whether that be, I feel based on whatever the morning went, went like, you know, on days where we don't lift, I get an extra lift at night. Um, on days where we don't have training, I, I try to go get an extra technical session in. If it's nice outside, I go outside to the pitch, work on some bigger field stuff. If it's not, I go to our rec center, go to the racquetball court and get as many touches as I can. And, you know, it's, it's really just working and leaving no regrets. That's my mentality. I, I want no regrets in, in the amount of work I put in because, um, 
you know, this year is the year for me. This year is the, the year I have to push it. So, yeah. That's, that's amazing, bro. That's, that's takes a lot of work. Like, you know, going up, getting up early in the morning, you know, having two sessions or lifting and then a, a session with the team. And then, you know, I, I like how you, how you said that, like two things I like what you said is I like how you mentioned that you want to get 1% better every single day, which is, I think a great mindset to have, because at the end of the day, you know, that you're going to be better than you were yesterday. And that's just what you have to keep doing just consistency. Cause you know, you're not going to get from a to B in one day, but you know, every day, a little bit, you know, better and better and better by the end of the year, you know, you're exponentially. Exactly. Better you exactly. You know? And then I also like how you said that, um, you know, you'll do your own session at the end of the night or, or whatever it is. And, and whether it's even like watching a game, you know, if you have to watch a game just to get your mind right, you know, and that's a big part of it. Like me personally, I'm not going to lie. I don't like watching games just because it's, it takes a lot of time yeah. and I'll watch a game if it's like for entertainment, but shit, like I got other stuff. to yeah. do. So it, it, it takes work. It takes work. And, and especially if you want to be a, a baller at, at, you know, the pro level, that's something that, you know, it just takes a sacrifice. So Absolutely. I, I really enjoy that. Yeah. Um, and, and you said, so basically kind of bringing it back now, because, um, you know, you got to be ready for, for next season and you guys have goals before we get there. I just want to ask, how, how was, I guess, that grueling or all that um, preparation? You know, how did that feel when you guys beat Duke in, in that in that match? Because I know that was a that was a hell of a game yeah. bro, like that. Oh, my God. If you guys don't know, they beat Duke 4-3 in the was it the Sweet 16? In the Elite Eight. Or actually, no, Sweet, elite, sweet, sweet elite. 16. You're right, you're right. Sorry, I get the matches in mixed up. Uh, I mean, shit, that was, it's a, it was a hell of a game. Can you explain that game and how it went? Because I know you had an assist on that. Was it that – with the game-winning goal? Uh, it, was, no, no, the second. Yeah, I, I don't remember. Like, I think it's the third goal, the third goal. I think it was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That Can you recap that game just for the viewers? Because that was a hell of a game. Absolutely. Um, you guys got to check it out. It's going to be in the YouTube description. Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, I got to preface this story by saying, you know, it, it, the game meant something more special to me because when transferring from Michigan State, I was actually choosing between Duke and St. Louis. So it's it's just so crazy how everything came full circle. You know, we – when I made the decision to come here, I was joking with my friends and family, like, imagine if we played Duke this year, imagine, and it's surely enough, you know, we played them in the Sweet 16, so I was, uh, that game meant a little something more to me, but, um, yeah, that was one of the craziest soccer games I've ever played in, in my career, um, for us, you know, it was back and forth, uh, goal, we score, you know, I think we, we went up 2-0, they score, they come back 2-2, we go up 3-2, they score 3-3, then, you know, we keep pushing, we keep pushing. And like I said, you know, uh, I mentioned before, no one's going to outwork us. And that's what drove us that entire game too. We never lost faith, you know, as, as crazy of a game as it was, we still fully believed that we were going to win that game. And that's the mentality we went into that game. You know, it's a, we knew it was going to be a, a hard, tough fighting game. We're away on the road in a tough environment, you know, uh, they got a ton of fans there. We got a ton of fans there. It's, you know, all the odds are against us, basically. But we know we're going to have to go and fight it out. So that's exactly what we did. You know, every time we struck, they struck back. But we know we're going to strike again. We're going to get the last strike. And um, it was that that feeling, you know, it's just when you see that clock run out and you're up by a goal, it's it's amazing. You know, you're going to the next round, you know, so I was, I was so glad everything came full circle. You know, I made the right choice at this school, you know, I was like, so it was, it was <laughs> amazing, man. 
Damn, yeah. One, uh, I guess one quote I could I could think of that is is your idols become your rivals yeah. in a way. Um, it, it wasn't maybe they weren't your idols, but like that was something that you were looking towards. You know, maybe Duke, maybe St. Louis, and it was like shit. Now we're on the field. Now let's see what's exactly. Up. Exactly. That's a hell of a story, man. So, um, I guess moving on to to what you got planned in the future in terms of we'll, we'll stick to soccer for now and then I'll, I'll move into the TikTok stuff. But, um, you know, definitely want to see you in the, in the tournament, in the college cup, you know, what are your, what are your goals? Are you guys going to try to go for, for a treble maybe next year? Is that, is that the goal? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. And we, the thing is we really believed last year was the year for it too. And um, we came up two, three games short, you know, um, but the biggest thing we took, we take away now with the, with the squad we have now is, we have guys on the team now that know what it takes to get to the level we were at next year. So I think that's certainly what's going to drive us this year. Our goals stay the same conference, regular season tournament uh, champion, tournament champion and NCAA college cup. Um, so we're going to push for every year. And, you know, the last year we set the bar of undefeated, you know, obviously that's not the easiest thing to do, but we're going to try to push for that again. One thing's for sure. We won't lose at home. So we're, we're good for that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely something that's tough to follow up. I know, like, with the Warriors and, and you know, when they had that that game, uh, that season record and stuff like that, um, and then they ended up choking in, in, in the in the finals, you know. So so maybe it could be some of the same thing. Maybe you guys don't go undefeated, you know, and then you guys end up making that little push, you know, those extra games where you guys maybe should have taken a little a little rest or something like that. It could add up into the into the final. Exactly, you know, so. exactly. We're uh, one way to look at yeah, it. Yeah, we're so pumped for it because we know uh, we still have the core of the team that was here last year. So we know we can get back to that level, and we're gonna make sure we have no regrets. Uh, we're gonna do we're we're doing everything we we can and we have to to get to that level next year. Dude, I'm I'm gonna be so hyped. I'm I'm gonna be watching that for sure, bro. I'm gonna be rooting for y'all because that's gonna be that's gonna be a hell of a, a hell of a tournament for you guys. Yeah. You guys were a little sleeper team on my radar, but. Now, now I definitely know about St. Louis. For sure. Bay Area is going to know about St. Louis, too. That's bro. awesome, bro. I'm so glad. Yeah, we uh, one of the things we took pride in was we put St. Louis back on the map because historically, you know, 10 national championships. So there was a little bit of a drought in between then, but we're getting back there. For sure, for sure. Um, so I kind of want to move into, um, before we get to TikTok, I just want to ask, so, you know, your goal is obviously to go to the MLS draft and um, – hopefully get drafted which is I think that's amazing bro I think you know hearing your story you definitely have the right mindset the right talent and the right work ethic so that's you know that's that's going to be amazing you know was there any any you know what was the most I guess difficult part about you know getting to where you are today and, and what do you think is going to be the thing that you know sets you apart from all those other players and, and what's going to get you over the hump yeah absolutely I think um you know the most important thing is to to keep having faith you know um I've been through so much hardship, man. I've, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm really not. I was never, like I mentioned before, I was never the top recruited player. I was never, you know, the guy everyone was scouting. But one thing is for sure is I, I worked my way here um, and I made sure that I did what I had to to make it. And so, you know, I think that's the mentality that's carried me through my whole career. Um, I, uh, I always believed in myself. I always knew that I, I'm good enough to play here. You know, I'm good enough to, to get to that, that next level. This, my entire career has just been getting to that next level, getting to that next level, you know. So in my career, I'm here now, and I think about it, I have one last jump to make. And looking back, I've, I've made those jumps, and I'm going to continue doing what I've, what I've done, you know, to, to, to do that. I'm going to have faith. I'm going to have belief in myself that um, 
I've done the work and I'm gonna have faith that things always work out the way they should and and things will line up for me so yeah that's that's what I'm I'm believing in oh yeah bro that's that's the best part believing yourself because you know when, when you start to believe in yourself everybody else is going to start to believe in you as well absolutely so, absolutely um any last thing any um you know not to be picky with the teams but you know where where would you like to go you know if that if that was in your yeah control, you know, where, where any any mls team yeah yeah you know like i mentioned uh i love the city of boston that's where i i see myself so it would be an honor you know i i grew up going to the to watch the new england revolution play i remember being a 10 year old kid walking to gillette stadium to watch them play and you know i got to the point where i was playing in that stadium as well as an academy player and then uh, as a U23 player, and uh, I think there's one last step. So that's my dream, you know, go back there, play in front of the whole family, play in front of the friends. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Back home. That back back home. home. That's how. But I'll go be. anywhere, man. I just want to play, you know. Any, yeah. <laughs> any. That's facts. That's facts. You know, that's that's dope, though. I, I respect that. that. That would be something that's really cool, you know, just to go back home, back to your city. Yeah. And, and, you know, play, play the game you love. That's, that's, that's dope. Absolutely. So um, tell me, tell me a little bit about TikTok, you know, uh, you know, when did you start TikTok and, and how did that come about? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been a user of TikTok for a couple of years now, you know, when it when it first caught its hype. Um, I love the app. You know, I love what it's done for me, the the algorithm and the way it curates your feed to to what you're interested in and all of that. Um, how I got started in it was. I, it was here, I'm, I'm fairly new into it, but uh, I started to notice, you know, my feed was full of, of players and like in the position that I'm in, you know, players who are quality players and who play at top schools and, and things like that. And I, I figured, you know, I've been someone who's always loved to document. I always take pictures of, you know, what I'm doing, wherever I'm at, just from, but I didn't necessarily have a goal with it. It was for me to look back on the memories. I always love looking back on, you know, places I've been, the experiences I've had. And well, you know, with the technology we have now, I, I think it enables us to really remember those things. So I started to put kind of two and two together. I see my feed full of, you know, players playing at schools, making creative content, um, and I realized, you know, I have so much content that I've been documenting over my career as well. So I kind of just, you know, said I'm going to do it. And about a month ago, posted my first my first video. And since then, I've been in love with it. You know, I come back every day after practice and I'm thinking about what video I'm going to make for the day. And, you know, so excited to share it with with my community, with my audience and for the world to see. You know, I'm so excited to get feedback to interact with people who enjoy my content and stuff like that so yeah it's i love it hey that's that's the best way i didn't realize you actually started like a month yeah ago. You've, you've been growing like crazy yeah yeah it's it's been pretty cool to see honestly and something i didn't expect at all you know i uh my first couple of videos got i think like fifty thousand views and i was like so shocked because i had no clue but yeah it's really the the kind of start that I needed to see that there's potential there and kind of give me the motivation to keep working, keep working. Dude, yeah, it definitely almost makes you feel like you're almost like holding yourself accountable. Exactly. Like, oh shit, like I got to do this. I got to make sure like, you know, obviously everything's, you know, done out the way I did my workout for the day. You know, I had my meal, I did my rehab, you know, stretch, rolled out, whatever. And then now it's like, okay, let me post a little TikTok and like interact with these people who also like can maybe share and relate. And then not only that, but they don't see the, the all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. You get them just a glimpse of, of you know, what's what's going on. But I think that's that's amazing because you get to share with them, you know, just the 
a little a little message you know i know you've been kind of doing um where you kind of it's like it's like small little messages you know like you know work you know make sure you're the hardest worker or something like that or yeah all these little things exactly reflecting on on your past and stuff like that which that's a really good i, I really like how you did that because that caught my eye you know and if you guys don't know this is me and alex actually just met on tiktok like you know he was scrolling through one of my or i think it was on your for you yeah page. yeah it was and that's just that's just the beauty of how it works you know now we're here exactly you know, about it and yeah exactly that's, that's and i like what you mentioned you know like that's my biggest goal with tiktok is really when I was growing up as a player, I remember trying to find as much content as I can to, to help me develop as a player, you know, see people who are doing what I want to do. Um, and so this platform has given me the opportunity to really, you know, give back to kids, you know, who have the same goals of making it to a top school, to have the same goals of playing at the at a level that they can play at. And so as much as I can offer based on the knowledge and experience I've gained from my journey, you know, that's all I want to do is just is give it out to as many people as I can to help them. Yeah, it's a new day and age. Like, this is, like, the perfect time where, like, you know, we're able to share share our stories, share our experiences, you know, through, you know, one side of the country to the other side of the country. And just like that, you know, we're, we're able to share, like, a sick story, like, your story. It's it's amazing to hear what, you know, everything you've been through, you know, from academy to, to college to, you know, another college. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's just the beauty of, you know, the new day and age. You know, what, um, what, what kind of plans, I guess, do you have with TikTok? You know, are you just going to, like, kind of mess around with it a little more or do you want kind of want to grow that into maybe a brand a business or something like that yeah yeah absolutely i see so much potential and i, I think it's something that i'm going to be doing for a while and i also think it's something that's going to lead me into more things um i my my biggest goal is to build a community you know a community that helps each other a community that thrives together you know i want to i want to end up at the point where I'm able to be on the phone with people who follow me, you know, have zoom sessions as a group with a community. And, you know, I get so many questions in my comments, in my DMS about, you know, how I, things are just about my journey, you know, how, how these kids can get to where I'm at today. And, and, you know, I, uh, I really want to help give back on a broader spectrum. So I think building a community that, you know, is large at scale that I can help at scale is my, my biggest goal. And, you know, I see myself doing meetups eventually, seeing myself, you know, having training sessions with these people, you know, as, as much as I can do. I, you know, I'm new to it. Like I said, started just now, but uh, we're, we're thinking of different ideas of how to give back, of how to get the community together. So definitely see it expanding. And, you know, with all the everything technology, you know, NFTs, the, the metaverse and everything, there's so much potential there now. So I, I'm thinking about it in a lot of different ways. Dude, yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask you before my last question. Um, I like how you mentioned actually the, the metaverse and all that stuff. You know, what uh, I guess what what potential do you see in terms of like you and your brand or maybe soccer, yeah. or like, you know, in general in the metaverse? Because I don't know if you've heard like there's brands now like Socios. Uh, have you heard of Socios? By I now? haven't, but I'm definitely going to check them out now. It's a it's a it's a company that basically uses tokens so like for example bitcoin ethereum solana all these tokens and you can basically invest into a player for example erling holland and if he's playing really good you get a little return on no way. plays and, and and if if you want yeah with those those coins that you get you can basically like choose for example the the music that they play in their stadium before the players walk that out is awesome. stuff like that yeah so it's it's a crazy space I, i'm glad you mentioned that because that's something that a lot of people maybe don't realize that is is growing but 
you guys should definitely check out socios i'm not sponsored or anything by them but it's a great opportunity and, and i like how you mentioned that have you thought about you know going in that space or you know, yeah yeah like i'm uh you know i'm fairly new to it as well as as most people are but um i've definitely been thinking about different avenues of entering that space as well um my biggest thing right now I think I need to do is build a following first, you know, get my, get my name out there, build the community. Like I was mentioned. Um, but I do see myself going to that space. I want to offer great utility, you know, to my NFT holders. I want to make it NFT where, you know, you, you buy the token and, um, where we, we host events, like I mentioned, you know, and, and card holders are able to come. We have training sessions together. We have meetups and things like that. You know, we, we go over film together. If you're a card holder, so many different things, you know, I'm going to be doing so many diff different giveaways and things like that. Like I know when I get to 10 K on TikTok, I'm doing a massive giveaway for my first one. So I'm excited about those kinds of oh. things and yeah I, i'm getting a lot of ideas about it shit that's that's dope bro i hey guys make sure to check out alex's page you guys are gonna see the nft real soon <laughs> that's all i have to say <laughs> um no nah, but uh but last question i guess um before before we wrap it up uh i just want to know like you know what what's one piece of advice that you would give your younger self you know whether it was like 10 years ago 15 years ago maybe five years ago you know one, one little bit of knowledge that you can give yourself because i know there's tons of people out there that are maybe in a similar position as you are or maybe like heading into that direction um you know what's what's one little gem that you could drop for those people? yeah yeah the the biggest thing i could say is that um everything is going to work out that everything is going to work out you know you you keep doing what you know is right you keep working hard you keep trying to develop as much as you can as a person as an individual be a good you know son daughter whatever it is be a good person to others treat people with respect treat people the way you want to be treated keep uh doing what you know you have to do to to make it to where you want to be and everything is going to work out in the end it always does Hey, that's, that's a great, that's a great piece of knowledge right there, guys. You guys should definitely take that and, and run with it. Cause honestly, like this guy, you know, I just, I just met you like today, really, yeah, yeah. you know, we were talking a little bit, we were talking a little bit before, before the zoom call. And, um, you know, it was, it was great to catch up with you and really just kind of get to know someone that, you know, I never, never met, but, you know, through the TikTok, through the, through the internet, we're able to, you know, catch up and, and hear each other's stories and really just connect on a, you know, on a personal level. And, and it's, yeah, I'm glad that people are able to, you know, have a chance to listen to this and, you know, maybe learn a thing or two, or maybe just, you know, take a, take a bit of advice and run with that and, you know, grow themselves. So, um, Shout your, shout your school out, shout yourself out, you know, anything you want to tell these guys. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm at St. Louis university right now. We're going to have a massive season next year, national champions next year, eight, 10 champions, uh, MLS draft 2023, Alex Sternberg. I'm going to be there. So keep an eye out, uh, at Alex Stair on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter. It's the same one for everything. So I just want to thank you most importantly, man, for, you know, it was great to meet you today and, to be on here powerhouse powerhouse podcast is up next as well so you know it's gonna be great you, damn bro thank you thank you i really appreciate you for for you know taking the time out of your day and and you know having this conversation with me i couldn't can you know choose two other hours to spend some you know my time with so you know i really appreciate absolutely that. man till next time we're gonna do it again Yes, sir. Hey, for you guys listening out there, I really want to say I appreciate you guys, too. You know, make sure you go follow Alex. All his uh, links will be down below. Any of the gear I use, that will also be down below. Check out, I'm probably going to be publishing a course, so that will be down below in the description, too. If it's not there, the, the sign-up link for the, for the early bird special will be there as well. 
And yeah, so, you know, without further ado, thank you, Alex, so much. Yes, sir. See y'all later. Thanks for having me. You know, you got to think it, you got to plan it, and then you got to grind it out. And if that's the case and we do that, I think it's a recipe for success.